0: Welcome into to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. This is the introductory show, and we've got a great one for you. We're going to be talking about uh, Ryan Tannehill, um, Derek Henry. Am, am I saying that right? Derek Henry? I, I believe that's, that's how you correct. pronounce it. Okay. Uh, Logan Ryan. Uh, we have a farewell to Marcus Mariota, Jarrell Casey, Tom Brady. We're talking about so much stuff, and we've got a couple of segments for you. We've got a shield shower, a dumpster dive. We clearly love alliteration, uh, remember the Titan, and we're going to pick a fight with a media member in Nashville because you know what? Why not? But first, let me talk to you about TennesseeTickets.com, the place you should trust with any of your ticket purchases. Now, you're probably like, oh, yo, yeah. hey, good one. There's not even any sports going on right now because of this damn coronavirus. Uh, yeah, I know, but hold on. They have Titans season tickets available at TennesseeTickets.com. And hopefully by then we'll all be out of our quarantines. Uh, but even better, they, they've got even better deals for you if you call them. So write this number down 615 970 1500. Again, it's 615 970 1500. They all have zero hidden fees at checkout, and they're unlike any of the other sites. Because all the other sites will will charge you a price for the ticket, and then they'll they'll have all these hidden costs that you don't expect. So tell them A to Z Sports sent you. That's TennesseeTickets.com. And with all that said, let's, let's talk Titan.
1: I hear the train coming It's rolling around the bay. And I ain't seen the sunshine, but so I don't know when.
0: What is up Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan up podcast. Today is March 20th, 2020. And, uh, we've got ourselves a podcast. It's this, this might be the first Titans podcast ever. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it might be the first podcast ever. Cause, uh, I mean, I'll have to check on that, but this might be the first podcast ever, which not to brag, but, uh, yeah, we got it here on the ADZ sports podcast network. I'm Austin Huff alongside me Jack Gentry, Jack dude, how are you man?
1: I'm pretty good. Um it's been a pretty busy
0: week for the Titans, hasn't it? Yeah, I'd say. I'd say it's been a pretty busy, well, unless like you're uh in, unless you're like quarantined away from your job, it's been a pretty pretty busy uh week for most people. But yeah, hey, so so before we like get into talking Titans and everything that they've been doing this week, First of all, we want to give a shout out to the guys at A to Z sports. We've been planning this whole thing for a couple of months now, and we are absolutely stoked to finally get it live to you guys. Um, This is going to be the place for fans. We're not going to be talking like X's and O's or like the four, three schemes and all of that. Like, we're going to just be be riding the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows with this Tennessee Titans team which as we've experienced over the even just the last 2 years the highs are pretty high and the lows are pretty low so we're going to have some fun um but this is the tighten up podcast and uh or or the 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 tup for short if you want to call it that um I don't, should should we like already go with nicknames already the tup the, top, yeah, might the as tup yeah well, the we'll make up an acronym I really wanted to call this podcast, uh, two boys, one Tup, but I don't think that was gonna, I don't think Zach and, uh, Austin were going to go for that. Um, but, but yeah, uh, real quick. So my name, my name's Austin Huff. A quick, uh, background on, on me. I run the comedic sports and pop culture website, Cork Bats. Um, I used to work for Jim Rome. I have attended one XFL game in my life and uh, two things I will never understand are how airplanes work and how they get seeds out of seedless watermelons.
1: Yeah, that's one more XFL game than than I've been to. But my name's Jack <laughs> Gentry. I write about Vanderbilt and the Grizzlies, amongst other things, for A to Z Sports. I am the proud leader of the Jay Cutler Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2023 campaign. Oh, yes, yes, fighting the good fight. I'm a Nashville lifer, so I understand the trials and tribulations of. My fellow Middle Tennessee sports fans, and that 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 about does it. I'm at Jack A Gentry on Twitter as well.
0: Yes, yes, and I am at Austin Huff. If you want to interact with us, hit us up on Twitter. Um, also, give a follow to uh, A to Z Sports on Twitter, Instagram, all of the above, uh, all of the social medias, Facebook. A to Z sports or a to Z sports Nashville. Give them a follow because they're the ones that are one. This, that's a great way to stay up to date with this podcast, but also just all things Nashville, just with, with the Vols, with uh, the, 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 Predators, with the, the uh, Vanderbilt Commodores, literally all things Nashville. They are your, your one-stop shop. And uh, just want to give them another shout out for, for giving us this opportunity. If you want to interact with the show too, TightenUpPod at gmail.com. Go ahead and save that to your contacts list. Cause you're going to want to send us emails that, you know, in later episodes, we'll have mailbags. We'll have, um, ways like ways for you to, um, get one liners into the show and interact with us that way. So tighten up pod at gmail.com. Um, and one way that we want you guys to interact with us is a is by giving us your dumpster dives. Now you're probably like, "What's okay? What's a dumpster dive?" A dumpster dive is basically a. We'll do them specifically for the Titans, but a player that you absolutely love that either everyone else hated or just absolutely sucked, but you still loved that person. And so that's going to be kind of our way. Like whenever you send us an email or a tweet, send us your dumpster dive along with it, so we have a general idea of who you are as a person. Um, And I guess to start things off for this entire podcast, we'll share with you guys our dumpster dives. Jack, why don't you hit us with one first? All right. So
1: my dumpster dive, I'm sure there's a few of you out there that will agree with me here. Zach Mettenberger, the quarterback we all thought would turn it around. Gosh, He he looked the part, he acted the part, but he just didn't (laughs) play the part. And, He actually never won a game as the Titans started. He went 0 10 under Ken Wizenhunt. Yeah, he was pretty bad. And we we saw all that we needed to see in those games. I think the Titans did as well. 14 picks in those 10 games, obviously without a win. And what's (laughs) that marriage between Mettenberger and Wizenhunt didn't go well. But funny enough, Mettenberger and Wizenhunt's daughter are actually married. So there's a twist that you weren't expecting. Well,
0: so at least a marriage came out of it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I, that is, Jack, you couldn't have picked a better dumpster dive because I, I don't know how most Titans fans feel, but I absolutely despise Zach Mettenberger. I, the one thing I think of when I think of Zach Mettenberger is the pregame selfie against, I believe the Texans and Right before, right before taking the field, he takes a selfie of himself. I think it was before his first start, and then sure enough, gets sacked uh, by JJ Watt during the game. And JJ Watt does the uh, selfie, the selfie celebration. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, I mean, I he's your dumpster it. dive. You probably know it better than
1: me. That's correct. And the Met Show was a complete roller coaster. There <laughs> the, was even Met no, it, the Met Show. No,
0: the we, Met Show. We're not giving him the nickname the Met Show. That's uh, yeah. like.
1: There's even a point in his tenure here where he went out in midtown and got sucker punched in the face by an Alabama fan.
0: if you remember that's that That's right that's yeah. right, yeah, because he, he played ball at lSU and so obviously he doesn't like Alabama. and yeah, he did. he got that was another thing that just uh, like i i'm 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 biting my tongue on a lot of things i I probably should be saying, but yeah, the the Met show get out of here with that. It's kind of
1: like the Gordy Howie a uh, hat trick in hockey where you get in a fight, you get a goal, you get an assist. <laughs> yeah. They should, they should coin the Met show hat trick. Uh, you lose every game. You start, you get in a bar <laughs> fight and you marry the coach's daughter.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Throwing a pregame selfie in that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The, all right. So the Mettenberger, uh, the Mettenberger hat trick. Well, hopefully I, hopefully no other Titan accomplishes that feat. No. Um, my, my dumpster dive is Tyrone Calico. Because now, obviously, you have to think back. This is what he was drafted 2003 out of MTSU. So this was a guy who was, you know, kind of a quote unquote local guy because he went to school at MTSU. You're thinking, oh, my gosh, he's going to come up. He's super fast. I, he still has one of the top 10 fastest times in at the NFL combine. I think I want to say he ran a four four two. Like the reason he's my dumpster dive and I understand like many people probably think he's a bust. The reason he's my dumpster dive is because like part of me still thinks he's going to be good. And I know there's some Titans fans out there that think that, that, that too, because you're just like, everyone wanted him to be so good. They wanted him to be that fast guy. The Titans needed a wide receiver. He was tall. He was, he was thin like they Everyone was looking for the the next Randy Moss at that time. Also, shout out, another great Titan. Um, and everyone thought Tyrone Calico was going to be that for the Titans. And he wasn't, but I'm still holding out hope that he will be He will be good. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie
1: to you. I had a Calico jersey as, as a youngster. <laughs> right? So.
0: It, it was so a I hot jersey tippen, in the day. I would sip in the Kool-Aid a little bit there, too. Oh man. All right. So those are our dumpster dives. Send us your best dumpster dives whenever you can. You you can email them to us. You can tweet them at us. Send us what you've got because that's, that's our way to get to know you guys, our listeners better. Um, and it's a quick way to, you know, it's like how you, uh, how you, um, so I, I'm coming to you from St. Louis. Everyone here in St. Louis always asks the question, like what high school did you go to? as a quick way to just kind of judge someone right off the top, that's a great way to judge what kind of Titan fan you are is based off your dumpster dove, your dumpster dive. So, um, but as we, as we alluded to early on in the show, Titans have had a busy week and busy week in the sense that it started out with a deal for Ryan Tannehill and a franchise tag of Derek Henry. And let me tell you this, we're running it back, dude. We are running it back from 2019, and I personally I couldn't be more excited.
1: We are, and it's a it, there's reason to be excited there. You know, you saw you saw the the most explosive offense probably the Titans have ever had. Nine yards per play led the NFL under Tannehill. We were seeing big passing plays that Titans fans rarely see, and you know he did set up for Henry to be successful as Henry did to him. So. It was just—I don't—it was more of a refreshing sight to see a quarterback in Nashville actually look comfortable in the system. And I mean, I, I think he earned every single penny, leading the Titans to the AFC Championship game. Now he didn't exactly kill it in the playoffs, but the, the Titans ran Derrick Henry though. He was their workhorse, and T- uh, Tannehill really made that season possible.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a chicken or an egg type situation. Is Derek Henry really started to go off more so than he normally does once the Titans had a quarterback who could stretch the field and th- and could could throw dimes down uh, downfield you know 20 yard strikes and that that really started making defenses being like oh crap okay now we have to you know defend this pass just as hard as we defend the run against the Titans and and that's why you saw Derek Henry become the NFL rushing leader, he he got the crown, and I, now I know there's that debate of should they have given the the big contract to Tannehill and franchise tag Derek Henry. Personally, I think so. I think yes. Jack, are you? Where do you stand on that?
1: Yeah, well, I can see it both ways. Henry obviously was the the main reason why the Titans were so successful last year, and him coming on. But um, the quarterback position—it's the most valuable in the NFL. That's the name of the game. You got to pay quarterback. You got to have a. got to have a stable quarterback in the pocket for your team. And so I, I get, and and we see now with Todd Gurley being released today, um, and you know Ezekiel Elliott not panning out to exactly what his contract expected out of him, and Devontae Freeman getting cut, and these are these are some of the top five running backs in the NFL. So, the the market for running backs is maybe unfairly hurting Derrick Henry's chances of getting paid the money that he really deserves. But if I'm in the Titans position, yeah, I have to pay Tannehill. Continuity is so crucial in the NFL. It was Tannehill's first year as a quarterback for the Titans, but it was also Arthur Smith's first year ever as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. So keeping that train rolling and keeping that system going is is gonna be big, especially with the rapport
0: Tannehill was able to build with some of these wide receivers. And there's a lot of people out there that are kind of Tannehill doubters. They're the they're the people that you know never wanted him to take over for Mario in the first place. They're the people that wanted Tom Brady over Tannehill. To me, ta- a lot of people think Tannehill's going to turn back into a pumpkin. Um, If if that's the saying, I don't. Is that the saying? Because I, I feel like even that saying is wrong. Because Cinderella never turned back into a pumpkin. She. That the wagon turned back into a pumpkin, the the carriage that she took, but she turned back into just a, I don't know, like a, a step sister who was verbally abused by her 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 family. I th- I think Tannehill's going to turn back into the pumpkin, if you will. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to, and I don't think people, Titans fans should think that way because when and if you want to compare how bad he was in Miami, you also have to look at the pieces he had around him in Miami. The weapons, he did not have the weapons in Miami that he does now in Tennessee. And you saw that firsthand, even, even in his days in Texas A&M, he didn't always have the best talent around him, but now in Tennessee, he's got, he had a good offensive line that got better as the year went on. He has a good running back. He has, he had arguably the, like he had AJ Brown, who's the, one of the best receivers the Titans have seen in a long time. He had those pieces, and you saw him have success with that. So I feel like it's unfair for you to say, or for a Titans fan to say, that like he's oh he's going to revert back. We shouldn't we shouldn't throw any money his way.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and I think the truth does lie somewhere in the middle between what we saw from him last year and the Miami version of Tannehill, and that I think that's reasonable. Uh, the Miami version of Tannehill he's playing behind an offensive line who, if you remember, the offensive line coach was sending explicit videos to strippers at that time so he wasn't <laughs> yeah. exactly
0: engaged right and wasn't I mean, and laramie Tunsil too he was i mean he was probably ripping gas mask bongs right before every game too yeah, so, yeah i mean that's
1: a possibility so but i do think that the law of averages will come into play here and and we're not going to see exactly a, a crazy season like we did last year where he leads the nfl and, and right you know, rating and yards per attempt and stuff like that i do think that he will you know, build on some of that success and keep it, keep it towards the top, hopefully in the top 10, 12 range. I think that's expected of him, but to have another season like last year is a lot to ask. And if he does, he's going to, I mean, he's getting paid heavily and he will, he'll deserve every bit of it.
0: And honestly, look, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not in the camp of you need to pay someone based off of what they did for you. I think you do have to average it out to pay someone. I, I think it's a half and half you, you pay for, someone for how they what they've done for you already and then what you also think they're going to do and with with Tannehill the if if I would have told you Jack if I would have hit you up last spring first of all we didn't even know each other at that point but I would have said hey my name's Austin Huff I am a Titans fan uh, listen and, I, and I'm assuming you're a Titans fan too what if I told you the Titans are going to be in the AFC championship next season with a quarterback, not named Marcus Mariota. Would you want to pay that person a large contract? What would you say to that? I say pay the man. Yeah. Like pay like, the man.
1: Yeah. Pay the man, you know, whatever it takes to bring him back. And, and I mean, and- they did that four years, $118 million, close to 30 million a year. I mean, they rolled out the, you know, the, the briefcase for Ryan Tannehill.
0: Right, they backed up the brink, the Brinks truck, if you will. That that that's 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 what you should do. Because think about this: the the Titans haven't been in the the AFC Championship in seventeen years. It's been seventeen years. I'm okay giving Ryan Tannehill thirty million dollars a year for just doing that alone, and not to mention what he potentially could do with this team in the coming years with with Derrick Henry in his backfield with AJ Brown. Out wide and with j uh John robinson calling the shots up from the 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 from the uh the front office like that's i i i think people need to understand like what you have and take it into appreciation it's it's funny how fast fans can get greedy and how they like can't appreciate what all has has happened um when you've got a situation like this arise but um i will say this though the only person more dire to the Titans success than a than Ryan Tannehill or a Derrick Henry. Um might be Bill O'Brien <laughs> because oh my gosh. Did, did, did he do that? did he um did he pave like did he basically open up the door for the Titans? Or, I mean the AFC South title. Like did he basically just open that window for the Titans to just jump through?
1: I mean he's given them a clear path. And if you're a Titans fan, you've had a few of your kryptonites leave the division lately. You had Andrew Luck retire unexpectedly, right. and now Bill O'Brien trades arguably the best receiver in the NFL to the Cardinals for a second round draft pick and yeah. David Johnson who is kind of a <laughs> I don't want to say washed up, but he's old. He, the, you know, he's he's David Johnson had one good years.
0: Yeah, David Johnson had one good year and it was 4 years ago. Like that's what they just got and they're taking his entire contract which is going to hurt them against the cap so like yes like that was that was as good of a deal like the texans made as good of the deal for the titans that they could have made
1: <laughs> oh yeah that was great i mean every titans fan had to have just jumped for joy when they saw that you know adam Schefter tweet cross their their timeline i and-
0: thought it was one of those fake tweets i thought it was like one of those fake Schefter accounts because i was like surely them. right and bill o'brien if you if you don't know took over the GM duties for the Texans this year. So not only is he head coach, but he's also GM and, um, for as bad of a head coach as he is, he might be even worse at being a GM, which makes me wonder, like, is he going to fire himself? Like if his, like if they, they get off to a rough start next year is, does Bill O'Brien, the GM fire himself as the head coach? How does that work? Exactly. A good GM would fire Bill O'Brien as the head
1: coach, but we don't, I don't think there's any evidence that really tells us that he's a good GM. You know, off that, the little, off the little, off the what one week that we had, I think it was 40 minutes into, you know, the the, the time period where you could release or t- make trades even or, or talk to free agents. And he didn't even wait to negotiate. Hopkins had three years left on his deal. This since sh- shockwaves throughout
0: the NFL. I mean, it did. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Oh, and also another, another Titan killer that is out of the division, Calais Campbell in Jacksonville. He's gone. So... Look, I'm not going to, I'm not one of those people that's going to count my chickens before they hatch, especially just knowing the Titans. Like, trust me, there's been a lot of like, Oh, all they have to do is win this game. And they're in like, there's been a lot of that with the Titans over the years, but it's looking pretty good. It's looking as good as it could in the off season right now for the Titans to, I mean, you got to think they're going to be preseason favorites for that division.
1: And this has to be the first time that they will be preseason favorites to win
0: the division. And, you know quite a long time at least a decade yes seriously probably probably since uh after what that 2008 season Mm -hmm. um which gosh that was so long ago um another another guy that's we're kind of interested to see what happens logan ryan um now, I will say this, we are recording this on Thursday night, so if anything happens between us recording this and this podcast coming out, um, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and cover our asses here and just say, um, man, can you believe that deal Logan Ryan signed? That's just crazy, isn't it?
1: He announced on Twitter or through Twitter today that he's, gonna, he's not going to sign a deal anywhere for under $10 million, which he shouldn't. He's worth, he's worth over that number. And he was, I think he was in pass or pass coverage the most out of any defensive back in the NFL last season. So he's going to, he's another player that I think has earned another shot with the Titans has earned uh, a couple years at least with the Titans. And I think that they are trying to keep him because the Jarrell Casey trade, which we'll talk about in a second here, freed up a ton of space, freed up, I think 10 to $11 million in cap space. And whether they use that to go after a guy like Jadavian Clowney, who will command most of that cap room that's remaining, or Mm -hmm. if they want to shore up the secondary by bringing Logan Ryan back and maybe adding another pass rushing piece um, remains to be seen. But I do think that Logan Ryan coming back would be an awesome thing. But besides Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, bringing Logan Ryan back has to be, you know, the best decision that
0: the Titans could have made. I think if if he doesn't resign with the Titans, I will say that. I hope he goes to Tampa Bay, just because we already know he's so good at catching Tom Brady passes. Um, but um, look, I think I think Logan Ryan. It, okay, if I asked you, would you rather have a Logan Ryan or a Jadavian Clowney? How would you answer that question? Wow, that's a good question.
1: Um, having a good pass rush. I mean, the the two play on each other. So if you have a good pass rush, that means that your secondary is probably going to get more interceptions because a quarterback won't have enough time to throw back there and he'll right. be uncomfortable. And if you have a good secondary, well, it'll make the quarterback hold onto the ball a little longer, maybe provide more sack opportunities. Yeah. So, But I think it all starts up front. I think it all starts with a pass rush. So I would love an edge rusher, a premium edge rusher like Clowney. But it's it's very close for me. But I would say edge over corner.
0: I, and I'm the exact same way. And I'll tell you why, because first of all, everyone always talks about it. It starts in the trenches, just, just like you said, like it's, that's, that's one of the most critical, the offensive and defensive line to me are the two most critical positions in all of football. If you look at the last 15 Super Bowl champions, like you could say the chiefs for as good as Pat Mahomes is, he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's one of the best, he's a generational talent. But their defensive line and even their offensive line was really damn good. Really damn good. So to me, like that is the most, in, those are the two most important positions in football. And the Titans have a pretty good defensive line. But here's another reason why I'm going clowny over Logan Ryan. Because do you remember last year how banged up the Titans secondary was? Malcolm and they Butler still, was still Yeah. Yes. And they still rattled off that that win streak at late in the year. They still went to the AFC ch- title game. So I do feel like there are some really good, hungry players in their uh, in, in that defensive backfield for the Titans. So now, now, look, Logan Ryan is probably the best they have outside of Kevin Byard. So it's not, I it, we he would be missed greatly. Don't get me wrong. Don't twist my words in, in me saying this. But if, if it came down to the two, I think I would rather have a Jadavian Clowney.
1: Yeah, and one more thing before we move on. With the quarterbacks that the Titans are going to be going up against here for the AFC crown in the coming future, or in the coming years is Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. How do you disrupt Patrick right. Mahomes? You can have the greatest secondary in the NFL back there. He's still going to find a way to fit that ball in the window. And Lamar Jackson, you have to contain him up front or else he's going to run all over you. So I think now, more than ever, having a strong pass rush is more important for
0: the Titans. Yeah. And now I know I just said the offensive and defensive line are the most important positions in football, and they are. But to me, real quick, I got a quick hot take. To me, the most important position in free agency for the Titans isn't defensive line. It isn't cornerback. It isn't in the secondary. It's a backup quarterback. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. The To me, that's the most important position for the Tennessee Titans because you look at the last two years, what has been the difference of them missing out on the playoffs and making it to the AFC title game? It was the backup quarterback both seasons. That's the difference between a Blaine Gabbard as your backup and a Ryan Tannehill as your backup. I would love to see the Titans go out and get a backup quarterback. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't think you're going to get like an Andy Dalton. Cause I don't think he's going to settle for a backup position. I, I saw something today that Jameis Winston is, um, could potentially back up Dwayne Haskins in Washington, DC, uh, for the Redskins. I, I, I don't see that happening. Cause I think Jameis thinks he's a starter and I think Jameis should be a starter. I, but I do think the Titans need to go out and get someone who they trust to hold that clipboard on the sidelines because that is important. I, I part of like, and I knew it was never going to happen. I wanted Marcus Mariota as the Titans backup. I wanted him to like accept that role and have him because I trust Marcus Mariota. Um, but I don't know. That's that's just that's just my quick hot take that the backup quarterback people take that position for granted a lot of times. You know, everyone always says, the, uh, backup quarterback is everyone's favorite player. I right now it's what Logan Woodside is that? Mm-hmm. Logan yeah. So, yeah. So which, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not a Logan Woodside hater by any means, but I, I just, I, I would feel much better with a, like a Kerry Collins. A Kerry Collins is another Titans example of a, what a backup quarterback can do for you, um, in a season. So
1: yeah and the backup quarterback market is always very fluid do you solve it through free agency do you solve it through the draft it's one of the big mysteries in the nfl and not every year will a ryan Tannehill fall in your lap and you only have to eat two million dollars of that contract that's just not going to happen right so so now yeah the titans are faced with that decision sign a maybe veteran backup or address it through the draft and maybe the quarterback you draft pans out to to be something for the future to even work with. I mean, it's, it's a tough decision, but that's the one the Titans are facing right now.
0: Yeah. And speaking of backup quarterbacks, kind of big news this week, Tom Brady, um, after the FaceTime heard round the world ends up saying bouncing out of new England after Ryan Tannehill signed his deal says, Hey, you know what? Deuces new England. It's been a great 20 years, but I, I want to, I want to do the, uh, I basically want to go all Ken Griffey jr and sign with the white Sox or something, you know, like that's, that's what this feels like. But Brady ba- is basically saying he wants out and apparently he's going to Tampa Bay. Um, and that, which, which puts to rest a lot of the worry in Nashville, or at least a lot of people were worried. Some people like Jack were very excited once Rabel had that FaceTime with him. Um, but to me, really all that whole charade was, was just Mike, uh, was uh, Mike Vrabel being ahead of his time with this whole social di- distancing and facetiming people and connecting w- through technology right now you know cuz that was before the whole coronavirus outbreak got really bad here in America and he was just you know he was like given that a, a shot so we have a very um ahead of his time head coach is the way I that's my take on the whole thing <laughs>
1: And it's weird because all of these great quarterbacks some somehow all do this. Peyton Manning to the Broncos, Joe Montana yes. to the Chiefs, Brett Favre to the Vikings. Um, so Tom Brady's now added to that list of finishing his career yeah. in a different
0: place than where it was really built. Joe Namath didn't he? Didn't he like? I think I want to say he like went to the Chargers or something late in his career. To be he, honest, with uh, you, I don't know. No, you don't, <laughs> Jack. You were supposed to be time. the Joe Namath expert on this podcast, dude. <laughs> gosh
1: but yeah, you had one job um, I'll, I'll say this though tom brady's free agency did and i wrote a story about this you can find on a to z it did remind me of the amish rumspringa and what they all go through so <laughs> in the amish community once you turn 16 you're gonna have a couple years max to go out in the real world and kind of figure it out see see how you like it um and the the whole concept behind it is you're allowed to return to the Amish community after you see that and, and experience all those things. Maybe take a sip of beer or Kool-Aid for the first time. And there's a place waiting for you back home. And with Tom Brady, new England was the place back
0: home that yeah. would have accepted him <laughs> with open arms, I believe. And,
1: and I think uh, there
0: is a large Amish community in the new England area, if I'm not mistaken. So that, that does, that does fit. Did you say it again? Rum springer? Rum springer. Yeah. So
1: it's a, hol- <laughs> it's not really a holiday. It's a tradition that uh the Amish church uh does and oh I yeah Brady, yeah of course when he was out when he was out in the real world you know talking to different teams looking at you know new buildings and new places to live even he uh you may he may have taken his first sip of beer in in Tampa Bay and was like <laughs> wow I really like this place this is where I want to yeah, finish my like, career out
0: man electricity is pretty nice um <laughs> which I... <laughs> wow I think there's this Look, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but I think this might be the only Titans podcast that's bringing you Amish knowledge of the the tradition Rum springa, which, I mean, it's actually a great take. That's honestly a phenomenal take because Tom Brady, I mean, if you think about it, he was. like He was essentially enjoying his first recruiting period since he was in high school because, I mean, even he wasn't highly... Uh, you know, touted or, or you know highly sought after coming out of the draft even obviously he he goes gets drafted in the sixth round he's not uh every year he's he's restructured his contract before it even got to that point so he's never tested the free agency market so yeah this is his spring. yeah in
1: is- playing under a coach like bill belichick the rigid system and all that takes uh, out of you is it, I mean I, I don't want to reach on this but it's kind of similar you know in the Amish community what do you do you churn butter you go home you go to sleep and that's kind of what Tom Brady was <laughs> and, doing that's, that's all they do is they watch
0: film they practice and then they go go to bed and
1: that's and, really the patriot way the Amish community
0: Bill Bill Belichick copied the patriot way from the Amish church if you if you put a, like a two by four and a wooden mallet in Bill Belichick's hands he'd have a barn up in like four hours without question that's that's the Patriot Way, the Amish way. Um, it's just adopted from that. Um, now it I will say this it, it's fair to ask did Tom, did the Titans owning Tom Brady so bad force him to get out of the AFC altogether? Is that I mean because honestly if you think about it last two meetings, you know they they beat him you know they beat him 20 to 13 in January then they beat him what 34 to 10 last year um they did beat them they the Patriots did beat the Titans in um preseason last year but th- we're doesn't not counting count. that yeah it doesn't count Brady I don't even think Brady suited up for that game so it's fair to it's fair to ask did the Titan like do the Titans own the and don't bring up that 59 to nothing game back in like 2009 that that was different era it was snowing the, okay yeah, snowing that's not look only Amish play well in the snow so but <laughs> it's it's fair to ask I just I just gotta ask it. Um, but with that said, it's time. I don't know. I, I've been putting this off. I've been putting it off. I didn't want to get to this, but it's time to just. It's time to bid our farewells. It's time to bid farewell to Marcus Mariota. And honestly, I'm going to try and do this without crying. Um, Marcus was. We watched Marcus grow up. And he grew up really damn fast with the Titans. He, what, the second overall pick in the 2015 draft, um, his, his name was completely butchered by Roger Goodell, uh, Marcus Mariotto, for those who don't know who I'm uh, referring to. Marcus Mariotto is who we're talking about. Um, I, I know things did not end well with him in two-tone blue. It it was a rough, it was a frustrating beginning part of the season. Many times you were screaming at your TV, throw it away, Marcus, throw the ball away. And he would just take sack after sack. And he, he was, he was not able to complete very easy, like crossing routes. And it was just, it was bad, but I don't want Titans fans to forget how much good there was. And there was a lot of damn good with Marcus Mariota in two-tone blue.
1: Yeah, and he he's responsible for changing the culture in Nashville. He took over after a three and thirteen season. Yeah, there was no hope. He was expected to be the face of the franchise, and he may have come up short. And weird Titans fans have a a strange obsession with hating him after he. You know, he took he took the Titans from a three and thirteen season. Okay, he's drafted twenty seventeen. They win a playoff game on the yeah. road in yes. Kansas City.
0: And, and, and yeah, one of the toughest stadiums in football,
1: and that's forgotten because of his injuries keeping him out of the playing game in twenty eighteen.
0: And, and that was a come from behind win, one of which that he Marcus Mariota and I still I, I still may be true of active quarterbacks has like one of the highest come from behind like the most come from behind wins of any quarterback. Now, Marcus Mariota haters will say, oh, well, that's because he's been down a lot. But it doesn't matter. A win's a win. Like, he, he's good. But anyway, sorry. Go on.
1: Yeah, and so when he sat out, that, I guess he was forced out due to injury in that last game. He never suited up against the Colts. That rubbed some Titans fans the wrong way. And I think I know why. And that's because they, we really, were all given Steve McNair. And his toughness was second to none. And there was always an unfair comparison between Mariota and Steve McNair because they were both supposed to be, you know, the quarterback forever. And Steve, Steve did his job, did his thing with the Titans. Mariota, sat, after that game, he kind of lost his mojo. And where I think Titans fans went wrong was expecting Mariota to hit that bar of Steve McNair. You know, yeah. for every Steve McNair there's a thousand Vince Youngs, and <laughs> yes. you have to you have to understand that not every quarterback will be Steve McNair, and Mariota definitely wasn't that. But I don't yeah. think that he deserves to be, you know, just dragged through the mud on this one.
0: Yeah, they're two totally. Uh, St- Steve McNair is a Derrick Henry, whereas Marcus Mariota is a is a Chris John or a, no a uh, a uh, Chris Brown. A, okay, so they're two. They're just built differently. They're two totally different players you can't compare the two and yeah I do think he did kind of that and look I was look I was just as frustrated with him as anyone in that week 17 when he didn't suit up and we had to turn it over to freaking Blaine Gabbert and missed out on the playoffs because of it but he did a lot of good and one of the one of the things I wanted to ask you Jack what's your all-time favorite Marcus Mariota moment because if you like there's so many to choose from in my opinion
1: so I'm gonna cheat. I have two. And Okay. The first well, so I will the, say, right there
0: plays into my point,
1: you know? Like yeah. the fact that you can't even choose one. So the first one, not these aren't in any order, but the stiff arm against the Jaguars where he clinched the playoff spot that year that the Titans would go on to beat the Chiefs. Yes. Um, that stiff arm and Gosh, that was so Mike good. Keith says the young maestro, he's done it again. And that that was definitely one of them. The, the second of mine would be, obviously, the touchdown pass to himself in Kansas City to pull off oh, that upset. Yes. Those were yes. both
0: awesome <laughs> moments for Titans fans. Oh, that was incredible. I was, honestly, when, when Marcus Mariota subbed into the game um, in the AFC Championship, they were, they had like first and goal and Marcus Mariota came in at quarterback. I was really hoping he was going to throw another touchdown pass to himself because that would have been awesome just to hang the head over Chiefs fans. But, um but yeah, it, and to me, it's the, um it was like 91 or 93 yard run also against the Jaguars because pretty much every Titans highlight comes against the Jaguars. That, that to me was the moment you you realized, oh wow, this player we have lining up at quarterback is special and he's fast and he's going to will, because that game, if you remember, was like back and forth. I want to say it ended like 38 to 30 something. It was a back and forth game, and but the Titans were down for almost the entire game until the very end. And that run was the run that sparked them. Great downfield blocking, I should point out. But the speed and will of Marcus Mariota I just, I hope Titans fans appreciate him, especially now that he's gone, appreciate what you had in him. And I'm glad <laughs> now he's in Las Vegas, um, which is great for him because there's so many things there for him, uh, to do that. He won't. Um, but it's, uh, I, John Gruden is really going to be excited with him. And, and I mean, is it too much to say that he may have that starting job, uh, over Derek Carr?
1: I think that Derek Carr will start the season, but I'm willing to make a bet with you that okay. Mariota starts five games. Long term,
0: long term bet.
1: A long term bet. Okay, and, a little
0: little LTB.
1: But you have to get so so. We're gonna set the line at four and a half starts for Mariota, and I have okay. the over. So five, over? I win. Okay, anything under five, you win.
0: Okay, all right. I'll, so I I, I, I have get a crack at it. Four or less. That's, I, that's fair. I'll take that. Um, I'll take that that long term bet. Um, hey, send us, uh, send us some, some. I don't know, like a punishment or or something that we should do in regards to our long term bet. Whoever wins or loses, we're gonna remember this because you know it's only it's only. God forbid this season doesn't get canceled. It's only a few months away that we'll have our answer. So you know we definitely won't forget. Um, we're we've got great. Memories um, real quick before we move on. I, I also do want to shout out um, Oh, the email address, by the way, tightenuppod at gmail.com. Send us something uh, that you want us to do. John, um, John Robinson dropped a statement today on Jarrell Casey, who was traded yesterday. Jarrell Casey, another one of those, man, I thought he was going to be in two tone blue for his entire career. Players, Um, John Robinson released this statement saying, quote, when I first arrived in Tennessee as the Titans general manager, Jarrell was the first Titan I met. He welcomed me to the team and said he was ready to get back to winning. So then I shipped him off to Denver. No, that's not part of the quote. Uh, He said, it's been an honor to work with him the last four seasons. He has been a consummate professional in our building, a captain, a leader in our community, and a fearless, uh, productive competitor on game days. The list of awards and honors he has won, both on and off the field, are numerous. I wish him nothing but the best moving forward. Your legacy here will never be forgotten. Thank you, Jarrell. A Titan great. Now, is J-Rob trying to start the debate here? Drell Casey, a Titan great or a Titan very good? Man, he he may be right
1: in between great and very good. <laughs> oh, it was a- stunning when I saw he was traded. I'm not gonna lie, I knew his contract yeah. was a bit of an issue, and they they may have to work to restructure it to kind of make everything fit in place. But to trade him for a seventh yeah. round pick, I was I was a little taken aback and caught off balance a little bit.
0: It felt a little bit like a Bill O'Brien trade with how little we got in return for Jarrell Casey. But you have to understand, this was it was purely a numbers game. It's J-Rob is doing the best he can with the puzzle pieces of fitting everyone in underneath that cap. And that's all that Jarrell Casey was, and he felt okay. And that, and that to me, tells me that, I don't know, maybe they are going to try for a Jadavian Clowney um, to get, you know, because if, if you had to choose again, kind of like we did with Logan Ryan, if you had to choose a Jadavian Clowney or a Jarrell Casey, I'd say nine out of 10 dentists are choosing Jarrell Casey. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, sorry, Jadavian Clowney, they're choosing Jadavian Clowney in that. And, and I, I don't think they're wrong in doing so. Imagine a defensive line with, um, with big Jeff Simmons and Jarrell uh, and Jadavian Clowney on either side of the the quarterback. Like I would take that all day every day and twice on sunday yeah no doubt about it that would be killer um when i saw the J-
1: J- drill casey trade you know processed first thing that came to my mind was wait i've seen this before and i didn't know where you know i couldn't put it together but then i sat down and after about 30 minutes i was like oh my gosh this is exactly it and i thought back to the pk suban trade last summer where yes where he where the preds shipped him to new jersey for a um, minuscule immediate return kind of like the Titans got for Casey. Now the Predators got, I think two second round draft picks and two players who likely will never crack the roster, which is kind of similar in in terms of who can help them. Now they were up against the cap and win now mode. Titans are not as up up against the cap as the Preds were, but they're in win now mode and they need a player to come in and help them immediately. So that reminded me a whole lot of the PK Subban deal. The only thing that I think could come from this seventh round pick is hopefully a kicker. Give me Rodrigo Blankenship. Yes, yes, yes,
0: I don't think Rodrigo's falling that far into the draft. I think, I think you're going to have like a Jaguars or someone. You know, one of those punning drafting. Was it the Jaguars that went out and got a punter in the first round a few years back? So I think the Raiders took the Raiders maybe. Jankowski. Yeah. The Raiders definitely took Jankowski in the first round. I think, I think Um, it was the second round. Maybe. I think, I think that's right. Okay. I remember being being the, the, the butt of the joke. Speaking of butts, um, I will miss Drell Casey's butt crack that, that much should be saying. Like, I feel like not enough people are appreciating, how good of a butt crack it was. One that I feel like we saw just about every Sunday. Um, to me, he's on the Mount Buttsmore um, the, of sports, right there with Rob Gronkowski, Joe Burrow, um, and... and
1: Kyle Lowry uh, has to be up there.
0: Kyle Lowry, okay, all right. I was going to put it... I was going to say... Um, sand volleyball players like when they're picking wedgies but that kyle lowry is good too so
1: what's the deal with casey's pants you just could never it, do they not make a size for that you'd think they a football team would have a have a, a right pant size that and, they would hold up during a football game for the man and
0: exactly and all football pants come with belts too so that's not the issue like i I don't know, Jarrell. Look, and p- but part of me like kind of doesn't want him to change it. You know, like that's his thing. You know, like when when a plumber comes over to fix my sink, I, like if he's not showing a butt crack, I'm like, is this guy a legitimate plumber? Like, so that's kind of Jarrell Casey's thing now. So I'm I'm all for it.
1: I like that because Jarrell Casey, like a plumber, is there to clog up the hole. Uh, or he's really uh, there, there it it to is.
0: unclog the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want my plumber clogging up the hole. I I he do that enough. Hole. Yeah, especially with all this toilet paper I have with coronavirus. Um, sh- time now for a segment we call Shield Shower. This is basically a, a way for us to take a look, uh, shower ourselves with with NFL news, a uh, way to look- take a quick look around the league, what's going on. Um, I'll just run through these quickly. You said it earlier, the Rams released Todd Gurley literally like an hour before they were set to owe him $10 million guaranteed. Uh, so that's just a- another way of Stan Kroenke being cheap as hell um and but it's it's understood i mean he's been dealing with some health issues and um they didn't want to pay him that guaranteed 10 million dollars you know save a penny when you can especially now with this coronavirus going on you know you don't want to <laughs> money's getting tight the stock market's plummeting it's 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 a good time to save some money and the rams did
1: yeah they did and i when i saw he was released that obviously look he's not going to get paid 10 million dollars this year he 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 well he'd be lucky to get 10 million dollars i should say that but yeah. the most likely thought i or the most likely landing space i thought of was Tampa Bay so he goes down with Brady and it's just oh, man. the old the old men with walking with walking canes and stuff <laughs> just trying to win <laughs> title together. and, the and they that call that stand them,
0: up on them, themselves the, <laughs> those type of canes
1: they could call themselves the Tampa Bay
0: buccaneers oh no. <laughs> there it is there it yeah, is Yeah, Gentry. Jack oh God, Tree on Twitter, guys give the man a follow um that's, and so i i always think whenever i hear of uh, free agents or, or people getting cut i immediately whether it makes sense or even if it's possible at all i always think oh man what would they look like in titans colors you know like what would they look like as a titan and todd Gurley, gosh if the titans somehow they're not going to so don't even don't even play this hypothetical any thought and they don't have the money for him at all but how great would it have been to go from like a Dion Lewis to a Todd Gurley to spell Derrick Henry out of the backfield? Like, yeah, I think, uh, I think just about every Titans fan would sign up for that.
1: Yeah. That may top the smash and dash Chris
0: Johnson, Lindell white duo, right? I, I think even without even a game being played, it would, um, <laughs> mainly because Todd Gurley wouldn't come into camp, uh, on a Patron diet. Um, the Rams also cut clay Matthews. Um who I will say is probably the cutest middle linebacker since Becky O'Shea of little giants. But, um, Clay Matthews is one of those guys who I think could potentially be, could potentially be if he's cheap enough, because I feel like his best years are behind him could potentially be, you know, one of those signings the Titans make. I don't think they're going to again, just whenever a free agent comes about, I think of them in Titans, two tone blue, I don't think they're going to, but it's more of a possibility than Todd Gurley is, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, just simply because of his position being, you know, an outside linebacker that can play up front on the edge. And I don't want him to be a Titan, to be honest with you. If, if the Titans aren't going to keep Wesley Woodyard at, at inside linebacker, um, then I don't want to have Clay Matthews at outside linebacker. That does not help the team get younger. And right now, the best quality about Clay Matthews on the football field is his hair.
0: Yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's still good after all these years.
1: I wish I had he, some of that. I mean, yeah, his
0: his his playing maybe on the decline, but his hair is that. It's like it's in peak. It's been pristine shape. It is. It is mid season form all day, every day. Oh man, he also he also kind of looks like my my sister in law, which my sister in law is very pretty. <laughs> But I always make that joke because they, she's got the long blonde hair. Anyway, I shouldn't have said that on a podcast. Sean uh, Peyton has coronavirus. Also, some news. So, our best wishes to him. I hope. I don't yeah, think he's in that. Big. I don't think he's in like the the serious age range to where it could be fatal. But regardless, even if he has it and he was 16 years old, I still hope he gets well soon because that's yeah. that's the the coronavirus is no joke, man um and lastly ESPN giving us a 7-hour Tom Brady marathon on Sunday. So, perfect. Just when we got him out of the NFL, I mean out of New England, ESPN's like, "Oh, hey, let's remember those 20 plus years or the 20 years he spent in New England." It's like, "No, ESPN, we don't want that. We like we're finally we killed the dynasty. The Titans destroyed the 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 dynasty. Let's let's move on. Please. No, look, he's
1: he's the greatest quarterback in the NFL's history, but is this not true that if you're not a Patriots fan, you automatically just by default, you hate the Patriots.
0: Yeah. Greatest quarterback in NFL history, not named Billy Volek. I'll just say it there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right. So now, now it's time for a segment. I'm just going to, I'm just going to call it media beef. Um, Obviously, we've got a brand new podcast and we need some instant street cred because, you know, who's going to take us seriously? Why Why should you? And I get that. Look, I, I get it. I look, I don't know if any of you have been in prison, um, but the way to get respect in the yard, which that's what, that's as we call it, is to go after the biggest and toughest guy out there. And so we believe the fastest way to earn respect in the podcast game and in just in the Titans media game is to go after an already established incredible source in Titans media. So Jack and I kind of put our heads together and we were like, okay, so who should we target? Who should we go after? And we started throwing out some, some names. So we thought, Paul Koharski. Okay, you know, that's like obviously, that's the natural first choice you know but to me it's too cliche it's too easy paul is upset with everyone and everything and playing with fire exactly like we don't who isn't mad at at you know who doesn't have beef with paul karski all right so we're not we're not gonna go there then we thought jim wyatt and um well jack do you want to tell him or should i yeah, well, Jim's my uncle. We can't go after the, the blood. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to make Thanksgivings and family reunions more awkward than they already are, okay? So the Jack Jim Wyatt is Jack's uncle. Fun fact about Jack. Um, so we're not going to go after him. Then we were like, okay, what about Zach and Austin? They to these sports guys, you know? And then we we're like, no, we probably want to make it to an episode two. So we're not going to go after them. Um, so who else is out there? And so we started thinking you know, who, who should we go after? And we, and, and then it just, it just hit us like a, like a friggin' two by four on the back of the head. Jonathan Hutton Titans radio host of one Oh four, five, the zones midday one eighty. Now you're probably thinking like, why, why Jonathan Hutton? Uh, probably because you know, what, like everyone loves Jonathan Hutton. Uh, yeah, not us. This is an anti Jonathan Hutton podcast. Okay, I'm gonna we use hate Jonathan Hutton. Yeah, screw you, <laughs> screw you, J Hut. All right, now I, now look, I get it. No one in the history of human civilization has ever said I've got a problem with Jonathan Hutton, except for us. We do. We have a huge problem with him, and we're starting some beef with him because he sucks, J Hut. You suck. If you're if you're listening to this, Jonathan Hutton, we hate you. This is an ant amp- and and anyone who's listening to this, if you're a fan of this podcast. You gotta be anti-J Hutton too. Now I wouldn't say like tweet at him at Hutton 1045 and say, you know, you suck courtesy of the Titan Up podcast. I wouldn't I look, you shouldn't do that. But if you're a fan of this podcast, you have to be with us on this.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And when I when I hear Jonathan Hutton, I immediately picture an ice cream sandwich, right? So Okay. You have the the chocolate cookie wafers on the outside that everyone loves. Yes, and yes. Then you have the vanilla on the inside, in the middle. Yeah, it kind of structures the sandwich. But when it gets a little hot outside, what is what does the ice cream tend to do? It melts.
0: Oh, it, it melts. It's the first thing to go. It melts. j Hot is the is the ice cream in an ice cream sandwich. Like to on me, hot day. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, I I I and and what do you hate? What do you hate? On a hot day. It's that ice cream dripping down your hand. Just like we hate Jonathan Hutton. To me, he's so clean cut. Like, I feel like he wears khakis to bed. That's the kind of guy I feel like Jay hutt is. Like, he's so, oh, everybody loves Jonathan Hutton. He's so charitable. He gives to the less fortunate by doting all of his time and all of his money and all of his personality, apparently. To me, he's a Playmobil character come to life. That's Jonathan Hutton. And again, I'll say it. If you're for this podcast, you're against Jonathan Hutton.
1: He's Jake from State Farm that found his way into sports radio. Yes,
0: right. He sounds hideous. That is Jonathan Hutton at Hutton 104.5. Go ahead and tweet at him and tell him, hey, uh, look, I'm a a Tupper for life. Tighten up podcast. I'm a Tupper for life. And you, my, you, my friend are not my friend, Jonathan Hutton. You suck. So. That's our media beef. So that's uh served up uh, by Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or Edley's or whatever they're doing now. Gosh, everyone else on that show is fine by me. Chad Withrow. great. Paul Karski, great. Um uh freaking David Reed, great. Jonathan Hutton, no, get out. Uh, our last segment of the, of the episode is a segment that we're going to do every episode at the end of every episode one that I think I, like I always look forward to this segment. It's, um, so, you know, everyone's favorite bar game is like, you know, when you're sitting around at the bar, you're just like, Oh, Hey, remember that guy. And you just think of like old, like either baseball players or football players. We're basically going to do that for the Titans in a segment we call Remember the Titan, and this is basically our spin of "Remember that guy," but solely with Titans. Uh, Jack, I know you told me you've got a good one this week. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I completely forgot this guy even was a thing, uh, which
0: is perfect. That's that's like that's as good as you can start
1: off right there with with a Remember the Titan. So the Titans are looking for an edge rusher. Well, in 2010, they had one in Jason Babin. This- <laughs> This guy, he came from Houston and he hovered around the four, or five sack mark a year. Well, he gets to Tennessee and he drops the second best single season sack number in Titans history, Tennessee Titans history, behind only the freak Javon Curse. He had Freaking twelve and a half happened. sacks out of nowhere. Twelve and a half sacks out of nowhere. The team went six and ten, but who cares? Babin was this. He stole the show that season. And then I go, I was like, okay. Jason Babbin, 12 and a half sacks for the Titans. Well, what did he do after that? He left for for more money in Philadelphia. Oh. And put up 18 sacks that year. <laughs> the most random two seasons a player has ever had in NFL history.
0: Jason yeah, Babbin. He, for a season, he was essentially Latimer for the from the program, you know, minus the face paint. That's how good Jason Babbin was. i dude, I I completely forgot that he was a Titan too. And I'm kind of kicking myself for doing so because he was so good in that one year. You know, it's the he was the Jeremy Lin of the Titans franchise.
1: I love essentially.
0: that. That's that's who who Babin was. Now, my remember the Titan is uh, do you remember Steve McNair? No, I'm kidding. No, I, no, my remember the Titan this week is Robert Holcomb, fullback. Now, probably on the Mount Rushmore's of famous fullbacks. For the Titans. There's probably only two faces, Lorenzo Neal and Robert Holcomb. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm coming to I, I do my portion of this podcast from St. Louis. So I felt like it was fitting for me to give uh, a uh, to pick a former St. Louis Ram. He was one of those former St. Louis Rams that came to the Titans right after like Kevin Carter um, I, I want to say there was maybe one other that that also did it, but it was right after it was right after they they beat the Titans in the Super Bowl, and you know, in that age old age old saying of you know if you can beat them, join them, that's what they did. And he had 200 plus yards rushing for every year of his career except for the two years of the the Rams' greatest show on turf which is probably why he came to the Titans because you remember back then that was the Jeff Fisher led Titans. And the biggest knock on the Jeff Fisher led Titans was they run the ball way too much. You know, they're not throwing the ball enough and they're always handing it off. And, um, Lorenzo Neal had bounced because Eddie George, you know, what didn't take a pay cut famously. And so then Lorenzo Neal left. And so they had to get, bring in Robert Holcomb. And so he's my, remember the Titan, uh, great dude. Great. Uh, I, you know, I, and I, I'm probably completely wrong in saying this, but I think he's the last fullback the Titans ever had and may ever have again, which is that was, sad.
1: That's a good one. I do want to put a little respect on a hall's name. He was the OG muscle hamster.
0: You know yes, you're right. You're right. Ahmad no, hall. I forgot about Ahmad hall.
1: Holcomb was steady. He was uh, just a truckload as well.
0: Ahmad oh, hall. Man. Another remember the Titan. Though, yeah. Right? I may
1: have to use him down the road. <laughs> yeah. but no, that's Robert good. Holcomb's a good one. I like that.
0: Um, all right. Well, so that, that, I guess that dude, that does it for our first episode. And I will say this. So this is obviously dropping on a Friday morning. Normally this podcast will drop on a Wednesday, a Wednesday morning. Um, but since it was the first week of free agency, we wanted to try and get you at the tail end of the first week of free agency and cap that all up. So the the bad news is this episode's over. I know you can listen to it again if you loved us so much. But the, the better news is we're going to be back on Wednesday. So be sure to rate, review, subscribe to the A to Z sports podcast. You're getting, you're getting all of the podcasts in one feed. But let me tell you this. If you're a Nashville sports fan or even just a sports fan in general, you're going to want to subscribe to this feed because it's awesome. You've got the, you know, a to Z sports every weekday morning. You've got a predators podcast in there. You've got a big orange, uh, uh, Tennessee Vols podcast, subscribe and just make a to Z sports, Nashville.com your homepage, like make it your one-stop shop for all things, uh, Titans. Well, all things Titans definitely, but then all things just Nashville and Tennessee sports. Um, and give us a, give, give us a follow Jack age Gentry on Twitter at Austin Huff on Twitter. Interact with us there. Send us emails. send us your emails, TitanUpPod pod at com. And yeah, man, dude. Hey, Jack, this was fun, man. We should, uh, we, Hey, like the Titans, we should run it back, I guess.
1: Oh yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll see you guys Wednesday. Uh, I'm really excited for y'all to see
0: some of these new ideas. Uh, I guess here some of these new ideas we've been going over. So yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot more segments to get to and a lot, lot a lot of fun things planned for this. And um, yeah, Jonathan Hutton can still suck it. And uh, but yeah, with all that said, I guess uh, until next week, tighten up. Long, long time ago, when they played in the Houston Astrodome, they've gone from being spoilers to starting six and zero oh, since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a music city miracle to conquer Buffalo, then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading.